What's up guys, welcome back to That's The Angle, uh, hosted by me, Bruce Allen, and today I am joined by menswear bloggers slash influencers slash extremely good looking dudes who might sue your girl, <laughs> Romeo and Anthony Bolognese. What's going on guys? How's it going man? Thank you for having me at your studio. Of course, of course. I'm very excited about this topic we're going to speak about. Oh yeah, so. we definitely have some like big main topics that well, I was like, ooh, that would be a really good podcast conversation. Right, exactly. There's just it's so many topics within one conversation we can get through, but we're gonna well, hit first, some, we're gonna hit some well, first strong let, points. Let me let me just start start with you. Um, I'm primarily interviewing Roman here, but Anthony's here. He's chilling. He's gonna chime in. Drink all my beer. Hell yeah. Drink but, uh, all the beer. So Roman, what exactly do you do? Like Instagram, it's not like your job, but like if, if that is your job, like what exactly do you right. do as like a menswear blogger slash influencer? So the reason why I say blogger slash influencer, because realistically it's two different things, even though it's kind of in the same realm. I started with my blog. Mm -hmm. I was on my website and I would review menswear. I would break everything down and it was more of like on a journalist standpoint. While influencing, you're kind of doing the same thing, but Again, it's in the same realm, but I feel like that's more dedicated to pushing audience into one specific thing. Act like that's not there. Okay, very yeah, cool. Yeah, talk to me. Definitely. Yeah, so blogging is about painting a picture of what you wear, your style, all this stuff, whatever the whatever context so may how be. How long have you been blogging slash influence? And do you actually like? Do you actually write blogs? Yeah, okay. I actually write blog posts. It's on my Instagram. I'm not as active as I should be on it now that Instagram has become so basically the main topic. Yeah, I'm not gonna lie, like I don't find myself reading any anyone's blog. Like I can't tell you one blog I've read. Okay. So I'm, let me tell I'm you I'm sorry if that hurts your feelings. No, no, no. <laughs> it doesn't at all because here's the issue. With a blog, a lot more like back in the day before Instagram became as huge as it, as it is, um, people would write like thousand word pages, thousand, two thousand, just like being as detailed as possible or sharing links, it's just, it's so much. You mean on, on like their website? Blog. On their website. And it become, it can, be, it can become, you know, well, overwhelming. Well, they're trying to get like what the backlinks and the SEO to like exactly. get, generate the search results, right? Exactly, exactly. Mm -hmm. With Instagram coming around, it was more focused on the photo. If you've noticed when back in like 2015, 2014, a lot of people who were in the blogging game and also on Instagram, they would write what they were wearing, they were still treating it like it was like a, a miniature blog. You mean like in the caption? In the caption. That's very true. That's very but true. But nowadays, they've really downsized into it just being, you know, three words or just throwing in what they're wearing. Yeah. I, like, I think it's an interesting conversation because I feel like the whole blogger influencer title has gotten so convoluted now yeah. because in my mind, like from the outside, you're, you guys are on the inside, which is going to be epic to talk about, but in my mind, I'm like, why don't they just become influencers and just make like video content and live on Instagram instead of like trying to push us to their to their blog? And I like now it makes sense because it's like back in the day exactly. that that's that's like how they got the traffic. Oh, I get five hundred views a day and this many out clicks and stuff. But now it's like, dude, I can't even get someone to click on my YouTube channel. Like it's insane, man. Like, it, it's very tough. Here's the issue. I mean, here's the thing. Keeping your blog is it's more of personal reasons, like. Rarely now, very rarely, clients when they reach out to me, this is just a, a small little detail. When they reach out to me, they rarely ask for my website. Really? When they do, it means it, it actually means more to me when they ask like for like Instagram posts or like they ask for my Twitter, whatever it is. 
any like social media ha handle. When I ask my website, that means they're very serious and this may be a long-term client for me. Oh, yeah. that's interesting. And they want to see like how long I've been in the game for, for the, you know, for the most part. So do you think like blogging as someone who's trying to be an influencer or coming up or anywhere, do you think that's even like necessary or that it's practical anymore? Or do you feel like... I think so. I think Instagram is so superficial. It's such a shallow base. While when you have your blog, it's you, you created it. And it's you can get as in depth as possible, and that's when you'll really understand. It's a little more endearing. It is, and that's when you understand your real follower base because they'll actually want to read everything you have to say, you know have to say. Mm -hmm. Any details? That's when you could show off, you know, twelve pictures, per, you know, yeah, per because outfit. Yeah, you'd like post one on a thing. Check out the rest of the set on my blog. But now it's like no one wants to go. Look at that exactly, and the thing is, like for me, for a lot of people, small right. details matters the most when it comes to mm -hmm. their outfits and i'm just str strictly speaking about like menswear or fashion it's all these small details well well real quick let me just interject and introduce uh anthony here uh so anthony you are a menswear blogger or influencer as well or it's a very thin line for the most part i do photography and marketing and just whatever creative hat i can wear mm. i'll throw it on but i've been involved with you know, Roman and all of the other, you know, menswear bloggers in the DC scene for about six months now. Yeah. And um, they've just kind of thrown me into this new world that I had no clue about. I used to hate social media. So, so you came into it as a photographer? Yeah. Oh, it's interesting because from my perspective, like seeing all you guys, you're like kind of collective and stuff. Mm -hmm. I always assumed you were just like, uh, you know, another good looking menswear influencer. I didn't know you came from like the photo background. It's pretty interesting. Yeah. And it's been just a cluster trying to trying to separate those two and make them two different identities for myself but also kind of make people that know one thing about me also know the other thing it's got to be hard to kind of like which one do i go with like public perception do i like go as the photographer yeah. or do i go as like the influencer and like like roman said i mean instagram is such a shallow being if you're going after likes you're going to post what gets likes and what gets likes is pictures of me in suits True. so that's what I've kind of defaulted to. Funny question. What's, what's like your demographic? Like, I know you look at your analytics. Like, what's, what's, what's the cut between men and, men and women? I have a majority males. Males, and it's... I mean, that's because, I mean, that's what I'm speaking about. And on top of that, I don't really care to show my face. Even though I do show my face on my photos, like, that's kind of, like, as stupid as it sounds, like, that's where I'll get the most likes, which is... It's beyond me, but that's that's yeah, same. Unfortunately, that's People how like it is. People like something to relate to, right? They don't relate to an outfit; they relate to the person wearing the outfit. Exactly, and that's why I kind of started stories more as well too, because that's why that that's why I think it's interesting when you say they relate to the person and not like the outfit. I like that's why I think blogging has like disappeared, and this is all my opinion mm -hmm. from the outside is because I feel like people are invested in the person or like the personality, yeah, not so much like. They're writing and stuff, and while I do think people don't really have time to like read as much anymore because Definitely. we have so much coming That's at us. That's kind of what I was gonna say. It's a lot more of an attention span issue than it is anything else. Like Vine was super popular because you can right. get a feature length mm -hmm. movie's worth of emotion in six seconds. After that, people don't want to watch a fifteen or thirty second Instagram video. Yeah. And I mean, that's why stories are limited. You know, Snapchat stories are limited to 24 hours you're getting that immediate content out getting it off yeah i think that's an, i think that's an interesting play um as far as like the length of time it's definitely making us like 
it, it like it shifts us as a culture to this like yeah short attention span sort of in like bubbles but i think there's something to be said for video like i think video okay. is so powerful and that like i've noticed people who watch my youtube videos are like diehard like fans of me they love everything i do people who are my instagram they're like oh it's cool you do videos like right. it's such it's such a weird dynamic which is wild i'm like why don't influencers make videos you know it makes sense and again it goes down to that more like personal like aspect of it is that's also another reason why i did stories was with instagram you're it's goes down to the whole block and it's not personal you're almost a robot nobody knows anything about you you're just a guy who takes photo you know takes photos of his outfits dresses nice that's it end of story with stories and instagram video i'm not instagram videos well instagram videos now but yeah, right. youtube from um for most you're really understanding the person. You're really getting on a one-on-one. -on -one. And even though, like me as a recipient, not knowing you whatsoever, I feel like I know your whole entire life. If I'm following you, if I'm following you for, you know, three years, and you're doing, you know, daily vlogs, yeah. I know everything about you. I mean, the, the story is a daily vlog. When, when the story came out, I was like, this is it. I yeah. was like, this is the time. I was like, if you aren't good on video, you better get good, because yeah. like, you can only get, yeah, there's only so much depth in a post. Exactly. But the fact that someone can see your day to day, and whether whether or not you like tailor that super hardcore, right? You know, is up to you. Wait, we missed this. I need to. We need to discuss this. Go. So you seem like kind of new in the game. Like real quick, how long have you been in the influencer blogger game? Since I met those guys, like six months ago. Six months. And so it's been. You're like one of the seasoned vets. I mean, even in just like the Washington D.C. area, like how long have you, you think you've been doing it for? So. DC, a little over two years. Grant, I moved here three years ago. Dang. Yeah, so come October, it'll be three years. I was fortunate enough. Um, I met two guys, Barnett and Diego. Mm. And those are like basically- Shout out Barnett and Diego. Yeah, those are basically my dads. Realistically, <laughs> <laughs> because like, they met me, they saw me hunger, and they just pushed me, because I was so consistent in how I was, and I wanted to make sure I, I, I made a, a professional approach. Mm. So they decided, you know- They like showed you like, what to do, help you dodge some L's and stuff like that. Pass clients my way, and fast forward two years, now we have a pretty solid collective of, of men who are kind of where I was, you know, when I first started two years in, in DC. So it's exciting to see that, you know, we basically cut out that, that struggle we had to go through and make it easier for these new guys coming up. I mean, that makes sense. It's like, look at like the rap industry. They have like the OGs, you know? Yeah. It's like they take you into their wing. This is them, this is them. This is how you do a deal and stuff like that. Let me like bring that. you onto my label now. Yeah, and it's like <laughs> it's like how like Barnett and Diego, you know, Diego downtown, you know, yeah. he's huge in DC, but he's leaving, which is good for you. But- um, Terrible. <laughs> but it's like, my it's heart. Like you're taking Terrible him under your wing, you know? It's like, exactly. it's pretty cool. So like now, like I'm seeing myself like, okay, I need, it's either more so nut up or shut up, you know? That's basically how it is now. So like you're going pretty hard with it. Like you're you're like full force trying to. And are you doing it full time? Like is this your full time career or or is it full time like side hustle? Where are you at with it? It's a full time side hustle, yeah. which is <laughs> yeah, I know. very exhausting. I'm sure you understand 100. percent I mean, oh yeah. But everyone who's ever started understands. You know, trying to just be an entrepreneur. But I mean, I mean, we'll see. We'll see what happens. Just, just. I'm enjoying. We don't it. have to go there, but like. Are you at a point where it makes as much as your day job goes, as your day job makes? No, but I have set goals in my in, in the time frame goals. Mm -hmm. If I make a certain amount, 
then you know I can start thinking about it. Mm. You know, like a certain amount, then it's become more realistic. Yeah, like the, the bar where it's like once I get this, yeah, peace out day job, I'll have more time to go go all consistently. Day. Mm-hmm. You know, consistently as well. So that's that's kind of the key word here, and then that's when I could. What just, do you What do you think is that like? What do you think is the barrier between you going? full-time and part-time like is it something as simple as like your followers or is it something as far like what do you think it is i think it's just security in any context because mm-hmm. i i made that jump um in january or february of this year oh left, so you're a full-time, full-time creator. yeah i left my full i left my uh full-time retail job oh really and just did multimedia consulting and freelancing oh whoa ever since then dang it's, i'm not saying i'm thriving by any means but that's kind of the fire under my ass to make it work. Yeah, like you wake up like, I gotta get some fucking money. <laughs> yeah, like exactly. It's, it's, it's the grind. Yeah. yeah. And my, mind you, I don't mind taking a, a pay cut. I kind of understand what kind of pay cut I need. I've already done the, all the accounting of where I would be comfortable enough to survive mm-hmm. off of, because granted, I do have a lifestyle as well too, I, you know, that I enjoy. Yeah, going out of DC is not, not cheap, I'll tell you that much. No, and it's keeping you saying, like, I'm, I'm right now, I have a vintage car that, you know, needs a lot of money and attention. Mm-hmm. And I have no means of getting rid of it. And plus, like, buying outfits. Like, I'm not one of those people who buys clothes, takes pictures of it, and returns it the next day. You actually buy them. I actually buy them. I enjoy them. I am I am an enthusiast first, then I'm a... So you, act, you actually care about the clothes. Like, you're in it because, like, you actually give a shit. You're not like, I want the free drinks, and I want, like, the clout. I think and this all stuff. is down to the you, detail. Yeah, I mean, that stuff feels nice. Don't get those, wrong, guys, those guys get weeded out. Very quickly, dude. I mean, I can tell you how many just girls I've met who who have literally said this line and just pisses me off. Like they're like, I just want to become a blogger. I'm like, really? And they're like, Yeah. Like <laughs> I want to get a bunch of free clothes and like get paid to go to places. I'm like, God, you're so stupid. Like, I kind of love not, it though. I kind of love it. I'm just like, do it. Go do it. Yeah. Do it. Yeah. Please, please. Because then you'll yeah. see the the real parts of it, like interacting. No, with, no. Well, because... Interacting with the people that really do give a shit. Here's my thing. I would never want to knock somebody. No. Something happened. I think it's full. Can yeah, you your just story like, just full. Yeah, but 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 when I was asking you specifically about, uh, you know the, you could just you could just shut it honestly, unless like I don't understand. I don't want to. I don't want to. Yeah. From this, right. I gotta cut this part of my interview now. Yeah, you just <laughs> shut it. All right. Thank you. That's what you're saying. Sorry about uh, that. I'll wait for him to sit back down real quick. Yeah, just turn it off. All right. Sorry about that. Go ahead. Well, when I was asking like about like what is that thing that will like push you over the edge? Like, well, obviously, like it's financials. Like, I think it's like the backbone of everything. But like, is it like what is it like strategically? Is it the fact that you need bigger brand deals? Is it the fact that you need more like IG followers or more clout to get those brand deals? Like, yeah, granular. It's not nothing. It has nothing to do with followers. It has nothing to do with. I mean, okay, so minor minor detail is the followers. Mm-hmm. It's the engagement, all that, yes, but it's consistent. Um, it's consistent clients. So these clients that I work with, it's about them returning to me. Like every month, every week, and stuff like that. Exactly. You know, them having a set, you know, year contract, six, six month contract, and having me having multiple of those. Ah, okay. Exactly. Okay. Opposed to just like one and dones. Nice. So, so like you want to have like your George watch every month, right? Exactly. <laughs> George, we never work together, but give me a holler. Your 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 uh what is it your your tummy your, your tummy <laughs> yeah. tea? I will do tummy teas? I will do all the tummy teas. You will be shitting your brains out for a week with all those tummy teas, <laughs> but it's cool. You're keeping the lights on. So let me break this down to you, okay? Because some people, this is like two t- two different types of people. Yeah. A specific influencer won't speak about the things they don't care for.
So that whole like tummy tea thing. Yeah. If you're a menswear blogger and you know you if you don't care about it, yeah, you're not gonna do it because you'd be like, you know what, that's not me, and I'm not gonna touch it. But I've entered a realm where I feel like I'm more so of a creative than an influencer. And the reason why I'm saying that is when a, when a, when certain clients reach out to me, they're like, we like your photos, we like the look of it, we like the mood, we like your face, we want you to do whatever you want to do for our campaign. Mm. So and that could be you know that could be freaking Febreze reaching mm. out to me. I don't use Febreze, yeah. but I use candles. But if they were to say, "We like your content. We like what you're doing. We like we like your whole look and the style of your editing, all that stuff." I think we want to have you as part of our campaign. That means they're reaching out for my creativity. They're reaching out because they want my, my creative side, not my sub guys. Here's this product, go buy it. So, so they're reaching out to you for like, yeah, your take on what they're doing. Yeah, exactly. For their campaign. So, so you're not sweating out the tummy teen George. You just, you just think you could put your own creative twist on that. Exactly. So, so that's where there's a parallel between like us, because, okay, flashback like six months ago before I met any of these guys, mm -hmm. you and I were photographers. We created content for other people. We're in the back end. The only real difference now is that I put myself on the front end. Mm, you're you're more face forward, more brand facing. Yeah, exactly, forward. and a lot of a lot of these influencers, most of these influencers have a pretty hefty creative side to them. They're not just a pretty face. Well, I mean, you've got to be creative stylish. at the end of the day to even just try and pursue being yeah. an influencer or a blogger of any sort. I mean, yeah, yeah. like I, you shouldn't write if you can't. You shouldn't be a blogger if you can't write. Yeah, but at the same exactly. time, anyone could like. You know, you could learn to post a photo and how to filter and have a style and have like a voice and you know, kind of have your own unique edge, I feel like. Right, right. And that's and that's exactly what it is. It's now breaking down more so of the marketing and PR firm. I mean PR realm of things. Let's go there, come on. Yeah, so and, and that's that's basically like what I'm trying to get into, just like the freelancing part of it. Mm. Where you study the you study the brand, they like your style, you incorporate a little bit of your style with a little bit of their style and you make amazing content that way. You know, and that's that's something I actually enjoy. And that's as, as opposed to like doing everything they tell you to do and being like their drone, mm -hmm. almost like an employee. You know, it's like yeah. It, I, do you feel like people get lost in that? Like they get lost in the whole like totally do everything they say exactly how they say it, and then they get lost in the whole just getting the clout or whatever it is. Totally, I think that they're scared. I think you should communicate when you when you get that email or when you get that conversation with whoever is on the back end of, on the other side of the. Mm -hmm phone call or the email, you should talk to them and say like, I have these ideas, you know, it's not, it shouldn't be just about the money or just about I'm working with a brand. It should be your content should mean just as much as their content, mm -hmm. you know? And it's, it's beneficial for both of you, even if it is a little bit more friction on the front end with, even if they're super egotistical about, you know, their ideas and like, oh, we set this marketing campaign up you put your ideas out there, at least you're showing some level of initiative as a creative. Mm -hmm. And you're letting, I mean, it's your content that's being put out there. Yeah, it might or, be their product. Yeah, or, or you just don't do it for them, you know? If they're giving you a lot of pushback, you're like, all right, yeah. well, I'm not your employee, dude. Exactly. Like, you're trying to get me and my audience. Yes. Yeah. My audience and, wants to see a particular thing, they're gonna see a particular thing. I'm not gonna do, you know, an MTV Cribs tour of me spraying Febreze on everything I own. And the, audience, not, and the audience knows. That's yeah. the thing. They know when you're being fake. Yeah. And they know when you're pushing away from your comfortable state, but not in the right ways. Mm. And are you going to lose your OG followers 
for some money? No. I feel like I feel like as an influencer, you have to be like sneaky about not sneaky, but you, like you can't be all salesy. And no. like I feel like I see it sometimes where I watch some people's stories and it's nothing but ads. Swipe yeah. up for this face mask. Swipe up for this dress. Yeah. I'm just like, <clears throat> like guys, you do remember that like it's your personality, not what you're selling. Exactly. It's like ah. You definitely be slick about it. You need to incorporate it with your topics. Yeah, there's, there's been times where I got caught so hard. I'm like, oh, damn, that's tight. They're talking. And then they're like, get it here. I'm like, god dang it. They got me. That was so good. <laughs> exactly. Like, like, those people respect. Ads. Yeah. The small hashtag ads. And those are the ones you respect. Because, like, they actually are still trying to keep themselves, you know, real for their followers. But at the same time, like, trying to make that money as well, too. Mm -hmm. And granted, as a follower, you should understand, like, people are trying to, you know, they're trying to make a lifestyle off of this. They're trying to make a living. Yeah. So we should give respect, but at the same time, like, there's only so much where we're like, okay, this person's fake. They're just trying to get a dollar. They, not, they actually don't care about the content anymore. Mm. And I've seen that on certain YouTubes. I've seen that on Instagrams. I've seen that everywhere. And I'll, uns I'll unsubscribe. It's like, people I've followed for years. It's like watching a Jake Paul video. <laughs> hey guys, welcome to my video. Here's my new merch. It's like, yikes. Plugged 20 times. Yikes. I saw a video where they broke down what percentage of his video that he was promoing, and it was like 80% or something like that. Yeah. Which is like against like all broadcast guidelines oh, in a yeah. weird way. Because wild. YouTube's like the Wild West. Yeah. But like, so let me like switch gears a little bit. Go so ahead. what's interesting for people who are watching is that we're based in Washington, D.C. So we're in a very... We're in a city that's known for not being creative. We're in a city that's very much just like, you know, nine to fivers, you live, you move out, you have kids, you move away kind mm -hmm. of thing. And it's, it's interesting because, you know, we're very much on the side of like the people who are going to events, who are trying to do creative things, who are trying to be that change. But like, how, how, how is it and how has it been just like being a dc based blogger and i know that you probably have a little more perspective because you just yeah. came back from new york fashion week so you saw like those real big bloggers with millions of followers like how are you how is that sitting with you it's an issue really it's been it's been a huge issue but it's the best part is it's an uphill battle right now mm. as of right now it's an uphill battle which is great my first fashion week going in there everyone was saying oh you're from dc you don't look like you're from dc really yeah dc has a horrible what, what do you mean like like you don't like you don't look like you have a stick up your ass like <laughs> that plus apparently people in dc cannot dress uh i mean that's kind of true i mean exactly i mean for you saying it you're being real about it it's true a lot of people in dc they just don't care to a certain extent to a certain extent which is okay i mean the transit all this stuff and new york has been known for being you know the fashion capital if you go outside of soho if you go into Astoria, places like that mm -hmm. you're not going to see fashion either you know, it's just it's just what it is. So we're trying to we're trying to pivot that. Now trying to change that conversation about menswear influencers or in general. Men's in general, general, about DC. As of right now. Now if you see the women, the DC bloggers, they're the big they're big time. Dude, they're crushing it. Man. They're crushing it. They crush it so hard. Do you think they have an edge or something? Like what is it? Just boobies get views or something? Like, <laughs> no, no, dude. That's I not, mean, that's not the listen. style of blogging that goes on around here, though. Because it's not Miami bloggers, it's not beach bloggers, it's not really travel bloggers. That's either. very true. I tell the story, though. They were they were moms. They were bored. It's they very mommy bloggery. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Because that, this is a. I mean, in the nation's eye, I don't think that DC gets a rap as like a family centric area. That's what a lot of it is. I would say opposite of that. I, think I would really, also say opposite of I, that. I, I, would, I, would say, I would say yeah. DC is mostly family. Yep. People that live here are like come here to like establish a family, but yeah. not live in the city. Yeah. Okay. To the outside eye, 
to us living here, mm -hmm. we see the nightlife. We're young on top of that too. Like we're all, we're always hanging around people around our own age. That's why, I mean, I understand your, your perspective, but no, realistically, it's all family based. It's all political. It's all, that's what it is. Usually, you know, a couple years ago, the wives of the girlfriends, they would hang out at home. They, they needed something to do. I mean, blogging was kind of just, yeah. Oh, what's Instagram? It was an outlet, you know, it was an outlet to communicate with people. Especially if you're dealing with a child 24 hours in the you know in the day, you can't see your friends anymore. How you know social media is the best thing for them because they can actually communicate with someone. So that's them having that in the game for a long period of time. And plus, they kept on a more conservative base as well too. Mm. DC is very conservative, so if you bring that element to the table as well too, you're gonna go farther yeah. in DC. I, I think a lot of like the general crowd of DC, I can identify with like a mommy blogger very easily, yes. just because of like the crowd that's here, which I think is why the creative scene, creative scene is sort of interesting because it's like, I feel like DC is split into two halves, and then there's like us in the middle. So one half is like all the college kids. Like right. if you go out in DC, it's literally nothing but like like 21 to like 23 year old just like dumbass bros yeah a bunch who, of suddens who, who pay like so much for tuition a month and like for sure like it's just ridiculous but then the other half of that is the nine to fivers who don't live in the city unless like they own the company then they're living in like dupont and mm -hmm. some like loft but all those people they don't live in the city they like they usually commute in but some of those people have like part-time creative endeavors on the side right. but they're never gonna go all in yeah. but then there's like us in the middle, especially like you, you're full-time creative too, I'm full-time creative, like you're pretty much almost there. It's like, we're, you know, we're in that whole, the same exactly. scene. It's like that culture in the middle, it's like that's that's what needs to grow in a weird way. And I feel yeah. like I feel like DC makes it hard because when you go to a, a spot on the wharf and I gotta pay $13 for a mixed drink, it's like, I can't pay rent after buying two drinks. What you mean, dude? I thought you were gonna say $13 for parking. <laughs> yeah, I mean, even just the dude, parking, parking like $30. I mean, bucks. It, get, it gets wild, but I mean, so it was a great time. I mean, okay, let me tell you this. I went to public hotels and that's it, on Soho, New York, after like an after party for some fashion. Oh, yeah, yeah, let's talk about fashion week a little bit. I want to hear some of the dirty. Nothing happened in fashion I was an angel. <laughs> I was America's sweetheart, let's be real. So, yeah, I remember paying like 40 bucks. I ended up getting like a, a tonic vodka for a friend of mine and I got a Red Bull. 40 bucks. I was like, what the hell is this? What the heck? Yeah. Dude. Granted, I was already pissed drunk because I was like sick. Just take my card. <laughs> Won't even worry about Nobody it. Doesn't exist. You're like, you're not getting a tip. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no, I was, I was, I was tip out, but I was hurting. I was hurting. Oh, yeah. I, so, yeah. I, I actually too. sobered up a little bit. I was like, I need to drink this quick. <laughs> what? I'm like, give me some of your drink, too. Everyone in New York just has like flask and stuff. So, so how was uh, going to New York? I know it's not yeah. your first time in Fashion Week because, you right. know, even before we were friends, I was following you and you were like, Killing it in fashion week, getting like Appreciate the Vogue online reposts and stuff. I was like, God dang, the cloud level. But <laughs> how was it this time going around? You went for men's fashion week? So I actually went for women's. Oh, it was women's. Yeah, 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 yeah. But this one kind of interlocks with men's wear and women's wear. This was kind of a big one for summer, spring 2019. Mm. And that's kind of, it's always, it's always a year gap, okay. you know, for all this. My next, my next one will be um, fall, winter um, 19, which will be in February. Um, but so they were like giving you crap about being a DC blogger there. They were like, what? Originally, back, back, back when, and even you know Barnett can speak about it. Uh, some of the more OGs can speak about it. That yeah, they just like you don't look at DC, you know, menswear guy. That's all it is. It's uh, it's an underhand com um, compliment basically. 
you know. That's basically basically what it is. Oh, from DC. Yeah, yeah. But going is always an amazing experience. It definitely pushes you because in New York, being a creative, that's already a respected position. You know, when you say you're a photographer or when you say you're an influencer, blogger, Instagram model, they respect it. That's, that's so, considered a job. That's so funny because in DC, I feel like people go, oh. Like when, yeah. when I say I'm always, a photographer, I, like I, even when I go on like these random Tinder dates with girls who are like 30 and have like their own studio apartment, like making mad guap, you know, they're like, I'm like, they're like, what do you do? And I'm like, I'm a full-time photographer. They're like, oh. Exactly. Because I mean, DC is a part of that real big, like real job. Culture. Yeah. They don't. Nine they don't, to five. Yeah. Yep. They don't believe in. Our, do- I, our dollar slices are $5. Dollars. <laughs> <laughs> Literally. So here's the funny thing about going on dates. That's what's pi- not pissed off, but it's been really annoying in DC because really? every girl I've met, for the most part, I'm not saying all women, but yeah. for the most part, that's their first question: is what do you do? That's everyone's first question, especially on a date. It's like if I get pregnant by this guy, you need to know what he does, right? Shouldn't be everyone's first question though. It not should not. Much. It should be, you know, what do you enjoy? What like let like me for you as a person before exactly you exactly your right. Oh, you're really cool. So what do you do again? Because that's gonna pivot where you know how this date goes. I can just lie to you. I can say I'm a doctor. <laughs> I can say gibberish. You're not gonna understand what I'm saying. Yeah, right. You know, I can say fucking femur bullshit. You, you can make up anything, really. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Is there? This is this is just came to my head. But is there like a dynamic when they like see that you have clout on social media? Like, is that like a thing for girls? Do you try to hide that? I don't tell them my name. You're like, I you don't even that. tell me like about the Instagram or anything. Like, when Nothing. do you tell them? What is? Like, tell me about this. When they ask for my Instagram. Oh man, are you hesitant? Are you like, fuck? She's gonna know I'm popping. Like. It's not, <laughs> no, it's, it's not even like that. It's just like, oh, I didn't know this was you. It was, it's just, it's, it's very, it's a weird conversation afterwards. I feel like girls would assume that a lot of other girls want you when they see your Instagram. Like they would be a like, lot, oh, a he's a player. Of, it builds insecurities. I can tell you that much. Really? Yeah, I've dealt with that conversation more than a handful of times. Mm-hmm. You know, they'll go through my comments naturally and they'll just be like, and me just being nice to like other women bloggers or whatever, whatever, they're like, oh yeah, you're flirting. Like I could totally tell you. I know. It's like, I'm just trying to reply and be friendly. It's exactly. like, and just, not, I'm not trying to smash. It's like, yeah. it, it's so weird because it's like, I feel like for people who don't, who aren't in the game, like the game, the Instagram game, they don't know that like, that's just kind of what you have to do. Exactly. Or if you're like, granted, my DMs are more busier than a normal person. Okay. You but it's a popping, bro. You probably got like five on red right now. What you mean? Five. <laughs> five, five was low. Oh, five would mean he used the car right here productively. <laughs> Which I didn't. But, um, you know, for most people, it's like you having a damn and like what? You know? If you like once a month, you have like one or two DMs. If you like it's continuous and also like, un- like people I don't follow, there's like a, that's another, you know, folder of just like 20, 40, 50 unread messages. What are you at, by the way? What's like your number on IG? Since we're talking about it, I think people are probably wondering that. What's the, what's the cloud level here? I'm low, actually. I'm yeah. actually, which is funny enough. I just dropped from 10, from 10K. Oh, dude, that's like my goal. Yeah, so I can't, so I can't have a swipe up feature anymore. Dang. Okay. They, they, they robbed me of my earnings. What did all the Weave accounts just start unfollowing or something? <laughs> no, exactly. All the extension accounts? No, once I see a Weave account, I'm just like, block. Yeah, block. So I'm like, I don't want to deal with you and follow me later. But, um, no, it's, it was when I was transitioning, because I was doing a lot of, when I started, I was doing a lot of suiting. Mm. A lot of suiting, a lot more respective, I was in that conservative realm. And after a while, I was just like, you know what, fuck it, I'm going to be me. Which is how it should be. Exactly. 
because I, I didn't want to paint a, a false picture. Like I wanted people to know that oh, I was so relatable. You, so you so you got into it kind of doing what you thought people wanted to see. It seems like maybe I'm wrong. And then at, then now you're like, let me just be me because that's going to work in the long run. Short term loss, but long term it's going to be a win. I was trying to be more uh, yes and no. I was trying to be more artistic. Mm. You know, go a little more outrageous with my outfits. Basically, kind of show that quote unquote New York style in DC. Yeah. Because again, when you when you think of DC, it's all suiting. It's all suiting. Classic menswear, right J. Crew, Banana Republic, you know that 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 realm, which is perfectly fine. Yeah, shout out J. Crew. He would, he would love a sponsor, by the way. J. Crew, <laughs> I'm a sweet guy. So, anyways, and that was the whole deal. Like you'll never like you'll never see like a dude with like flared pants, like 40 millimeter high heel boots, which I got some. Damn, whoa! That's what I do, dog. Um, they're high. Okay, so that's a different story. Yeah. Um, super high fashion. Now. Anyways. Or like a dude like flooded like flooded his fingers with rings like you won't see that. Yeah, ring game's strong, dude. Appreciate it. Um, but the thing is, that's when I started losing a lot of my followers, mm. and that's when I started seeing um, more women on my ratio than men. Because it used to be like majority males, just because they love like. Do you they, think you were like catering to like the gay male audience at, to some extent? Hell yeah. <laughs> I mean, I'm just gonna be honest. Like, it's like yeah. the looking dude wearing suits. Like, I think people follow what they're attracted to in a weird way. Definitely, mm -hmm. definitely. I guess I'm not attractive because a lot of women don't follow me. A lot of dads. <laughs> it's a transitional period. Transitional period. Yeah, I shaved my beard and that was it, basically. Yeah, you know, the hormones are kicking in. Yeah, yeah. No more Justin Bieber over here. So, <laughs> what you mean, dude? Yeah. Dude, if you grow a mullet, you'd be like the man. Dude, I want to talk about it, man. Dude, this is going to be, it's just so random, but I have to tell someone this. Dude, so, I woke up, I have like a random, like, patch in the front of my head which is why like i switched my part and why i'm hair. sitting on this side okay. well, i've had gray hair forever but i'm like i'm never gonna go bald but i have like a random patch here i swear to god it's like stress induced so i'm just like, Dude, just, that, like that's like the Clooney oh. effect what's the Clooney effect what's what's the Clooney effect like when you start graying you just start getting more attractive Oh, Silver Fox, but I got, I'm like not even 30 yet. I can Silver I, Fox. Dude, I can't, I can't be going gray, man. I'm too you young. just got to embrace it. Too Honestly, you embrace the gray. Yeah, you can't yeah. change it. I mean, you can dye it, but that's more work embrace and more it. stress and more money you're spending. Just Look, embrace it. The pubes aren't gray yet. That's how you know you're screwed. So I'm That's always been a big question for me, though. What? Like, do you, pubes turn gray as well? That's a good question. Do your pubes turn gray? <laughs> I don't know. I honestly don't know. I don't want to Google it either. Yeah, no. I feel like gray goes from top down. So like, because here's the thing: like, I go to the gym every single day, okay. and oh, excuse me, and I, I didn't, I didn't, need, I didn't need to throw that in, but I did. I, you know, I, where where I go to the gym, there's a bunch of old guys that just like flash you drunk at me twenty four seven. At you, look, look, it's not you, you, you can't you can't avoid seeing exactly, you know. and I respect it. But for some odd reason, I never noticed the pubes. I feel like they're shaped all the time. You're gonna notice that now. I feel bad. You're gonna be. You're, you're actually gonna take a second. Are they gray? Yeah, are they gray? <laughs> I'll tell you what. I'm not gonna start going. To sir, pubes. sir, stand right there, please. I just need to examine this real quick. Okay, okay. No more pube talk. Yeah. Conversation over. So yeah. So back to what we were originally speaking about, going to the clients and all that stuff. Um. That's no, 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 yeah, 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 yeah. Even I lost a train of thought after yeah. the pubes, dude. I mean, like, like, like that, that threw me off too. But yeah, so it's like, you know, and I know, I know exactly where we were when it comes down to how, how, um, I was perceived on social media, losing my 10 K followers mm, and stuff yeah, like that. And that's gotta be a hit. Yeah, it yeah. was, it was a huge hit, but I, but you know what? I don't care about new, I do care about new followers. I do care about all that, but I try to cater to my current followers so much because those are my ride or dies. Those are the guys that, and girls that 
follow me, you know, every single content. They're commenting on every single picture. They're liking every single picture. Yeah, yeah, I, I, I like show love those people. I, I respect those people. That's why I don't want I don't want to cater to anyone. You know, I don't want to cater to anything different. So if you see me and you see, you're going to see vintage cars. You're going to see vintage motorcycles. You're going to see me going in depth about menswear, where it's from, all that basis. If you like that, follow me. If you don't, you're going to end up unfollowing me. You just want to see a pretty, another, another pretty face. In a suit. Exactly. I mean, yeah. I, I honestly think that's like the strategy to winning anything that has social media is just being you. Yeah. You know, 100%. Right. Because you're, you're, you're going to burn out trying to be something that you think everyone wants to see. You know what I'm saying? Exactly. It's like it's like those Instagram booty models. How long can you take photos like this? You know what I'm saying? It's like, for, for a long time. <laughs> yeah, actually, probably a long time. I've seen some girls that have like millions of followers. <laughs> yeah. And I'm just like, damn, I'm going to come up work on squats today. I'm going to be the first like male ass model oh on my Instagram. Uh, actually, I think Lo Anthony beat you to that. Who? You know who Low Anthony is? Negative Ghost Rider. Oh God, I don't. Okay, I'm just gonna describe him real quick. Low Anthony is this like, uh, he's like a like a he's like a really young flamboyant gay guy. He started on Tumblr, didn't he? Yeah, yeah. He's like extreme personality, but I'm pretty sure he does booty shots. I mean, yeah. like, anyway. Good for him, honestly. Yeah, I respect it. it. Respect it. Because I mean, hey, you know, if being a thought is your thing, dude, I'm a thought too. Let's do it. <laughs> Anyways. Sorry, we're getting off topic here. Um, back to the again the whole. Oh, we don't have to go stuff. back to it, bro. We can go anywhere. This is a just, deep. This is a deep dark hole of yeah, of whatever, man. This is a deep level of Bruce. Yeah, deep web of the Bruce. booty model podcast. Well, actually, uh, there's something that I did want to talk to you about, which is so, you know this is a more photography ish podcast, and yeah. our worlds are linked. Like most photographers have worked with bloggers. Definitely, most, definitely. most photographers you know have collabed, have done work for free. Uh, I mean. The bloggers that pay are normally the only ones that have like a lot of followers, yeah. which is insane. I will. This is this is my take on it, because brands are reaching out to you, brands are paying you. It would never hurt to just write. I need to hire a photographer for this, you know, as because I want as best quality as possible for this photo for your campaign. I need to hire a photographer. Is there anything you do where I can give to my photographer, whether whether it's product? where there's payment. More likely they want payment, so that's gonna have to come out of my pocket, so I will lose money if I take this photo for your campaign. Oh, so, 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 you, so you don't... It's a conversation from the influencer. Oh. With the, with the marketing. Okay. Basically. Now, it doesn't always work out that way. You know, not everybody, not everybody sees it that way, and not everybody, not every you know, PR firm, whatever, will care for that. Mm-hmm. To be like, you know what, figure it out yourself. We're reaching out to you. Yeah, well, it's, it's interesting as a photographer because it's like, in the way I came up is I was like, okay, I'm going to work with bloggers to get my cloud up, to meet people, to network, you know, and I knew I was going to do it for free, you yeah. know, and I, I feel like there's like a certain level of, and it's weird because I feel like as like a blogger, there's like a certain level of photographer that until you have to pay them, but it's weird because I feel like you lose a little bit by not paying because you're going to get crappier images. Yeah, exactly. You know what I'm saying? Like, I feel like the guy that is better at doing lifestyle photos and just maybe giving him like 50 or a hundred bucks or whatever it is, or just having your own photographer, like, I don't know, like what is, what is your angle on working like with photographers? Like, do you think they shouldn't get paid? Like where? It's a huge level of respect. Huge level of respect that needs to be, needs to be drawn. If you're not paying them, you need to compensate them in some way, whether it's getting them the, the information of, the company you're, you've been reaching out to, it's get, either getting them jobs or like opportunities or products, 
payment, whatever it can Dude, be. Dude, you're extremely nice. I was just when I was doing it, I was hoping that bloggers would just put me on their story and tag me. That was like that was like the best thing I could ask for. I was like, please put me on your story. Yeah, I mean, as a, as a starter, but the thing is, like, if I actually, if I 100%, if I'm reaching out to you and I really like your quality of work, mm. yes. If I think you're okay. If they, I'm doing you a solid. Yeah, if you're reaching out to them, obviously it's a different power dynamic than if someone's yeah. DMing you like, hey, can we collab? I'd love to work with you kind of thing. Exactly. On top of that as well too, like if they're reaching out to me, if a photographer is reaching out to me, I'm gonna, I'm gonna see it as you're reaching out to me to collab, do a free shoot. Mm -hmm. I'm gonna see your quality. It's like a, a, a test run. Yeah, basically. like whether or not you're getting yeah. paid, it doesn't matter because you're like helping them in a weird way by putting them on. Exactly. Mm -hmm. And they get to tag you in a post. So what, what goes through your mind? What goes through your mind? Because I mean, you might get some too at this point, but like, it's specifically Roman, like, what goes through your mind when you get those like DMs from like, these, you know, kind of newish photographers uh, who are just trying to collab? Like, what, what do you, what's your thought process, you know, whether you want or not want to work with them? It's communication. Because really? sometimes they won't communicate and they'll be super butthurt when I'm not, when they're like, okay, well, you know, this is how much I charge when we first, when we meet. Like, by the way, this is how much I charge. I'm like, you couldn't tell me that in the DM. Oh, they, you've had that happen where they save it Numer for, the, for the meeting? Numerous times. I've had people, like, after the shoot's done, give me that, that awkward conversation. Like, you know, by the way, I'm, I'm going to charge you next time. And I'm like, I directed the whole shoot. I told you where I want your camera to be. Your ISOs were at freaking 12, you know, 12,000, whatever it was. Like, I actually helped you out. You should be paying me. And it... At the same time, like you don't want to be a dick to the person and be like, you know what, I could just find another photographer. I got a whole bunch on freaking speed dial. And you want them to respect, you want to respect their hustle, but sometimes you gotta, you know. That's, that's like a weird tactic, like as a photographer to like, like do the whole thing and then come around with like the like the right hook and be yeah. like, I'm charging you or here's my here's my rates. Like it's like that it's like that New York City like scam thing. Like someone hand you a, a mixtape or a CD oh yeah, that'd be five dollars. A, a bundle of roses and you're like, yeah, that's five dollars. You're already holding it. Are you just yeah, gonna hand it back, or are you just gonna avoid the conflict and give them five dollars? I'll pee on it. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> five dollars. Yeah, but that's that's yeah. like, but that's like a very newbie photographer. I mean, but I feel like that's kind of who's yeah. sliding the DMs like these new guys just trying to get their feet wet. Right. And it's like it's they almost don't deserve the payment in a weird way because it's like you have to instruct them and everything. They might not even exactly. know. They might not even know how to like do a lifestyle shoot. You know, full fashion shoot. You, you, like, I, I I'm gonna say something. You're probably gonna react to it. Have you ever had a shoot where like? You got the photos back, and it was all portraits. I was just gonna talk to you. <laughs> just gonna talk to you about that. I actually, I actually written that down because I was like, this is one of the biggest things that pisses me off. Dealing with a new photographer, and all the photos, like I can't use any of them. And I just wasted like an hour, two hours of my time. Really? And they wasted their time as well too. Really? None yeah. Of them are cut, none so, of them are cropped for Instagram. None of them are when, framed in the way that can be posted. When I work with photographers now, I have to double check. I make sure that I double check yeah, the settings. Like, like make sure they have like yeah. the shots and stuff like that. This is where I become a career director. This is where I become like the director of everything. Actually, that's what my main goal is to become a director. And I wanna, I wanna, you know, host shoots. I wanna, I wanna be able to create everything. I'm just, I'm that, you know, analytical. Well, you have to because it's your content. You know what I'm saying? Exactly. Like, you don't. It, and it's like you want the photographer to deliver the photo unedited for the most part. And you on, know. On top of that, like, if I'm dealing with a respected photographer, it's a different dynamic. No, not even that. Like, okay, so there's, there's, again, it's just all about communication. I'm dealing with a respected photographer. If I like your work, all this stuff, if you're not adamant of you wanting to edit the photos, I'm going to still say give me the raws. I'm going to edit them myself because I enjoy editing photos. Mm -hmm. I actually enjoy the process. And you well, also have a very specific style that you mm -hmm. I need, I need adhere a, to for your feet. Yeah, yeah. Exactly. So 
that's one thing. Second thing is, if I know they, they know how to press a button, I'll tell them this. Stand over there, I'll be right here. This is exactly the shot I want, I want you to have. I'll even grab their camera, take a picture of it, and I'm like, I'm gonna be right here. Just stand right there, I'll be here, and I'll, I'll organize the whole thing. Jesus. It's, like I mean, you've seen me. had to do that, really. He's, yeah. he's taking my pictures and he knows how like particular I am. It, and it's interesting because it's like, it seems like you can see the post ahead of time. Like, yeah. like you I see, you're like, you're like, oh, here's the set. You know, it's going to be popping. I'm going to angle like this. Yeah, because, and there's a lot, a lot of times there's a disconnect between the person, the subject, and the photographer. Because the photographer might be looking at it from, okay, this is going to be going in my portfolio. I want to specialize in portrait photography. They're going to take a bunch of portraits. Mm -hmm. The model is trying to use it for social media. They don't want a headshot. They've got a million headshots. Yeah, yeah. they want to feature the outfit. I know that because I, I was so guilty of that when I first started. Yeah, and it, and then it took me a while, and someone had to tell me like like like, like dude like I know we're like working together, but like I'm a blogger, I do like fashion and stuff. It's not about portraits. Yeah, right. And I even I messed that up. So it's you it's, just gotta know the people that you're shooting. It happens, but the thing is like it's also the influencer, the the, the models. Um, job to say like you did that wrong mm. and so it's like oh cool this is awesome and then they don't they don't use the photos at all and you're just like what the fuck I thought you know you love the photos why aren't you posting them and that's that's even more annoying so it just has to be a communication thing and saying like I don't want a portrait I want you know give me half body give me full body get just the shoes like just communicate yeah, yeah you got to get this watch you know make yeah. sure you're getting this logo and stuff like that if I communicate and you still give me a portrait we're gonna fight. <laughs> yeah, it, it, I mean, it's, it's it seems like there has to be some sort of conversation between like the the influencer slash blogger. I don't know what to say. Should I say influencer or blogger? At, At this point, point, let's just say the model, because yeah. we're talking about photography now. Okay, yeah. Well, yeah. anyways, but I'm saying it from the perspective of a photographer working with uh, a blogger. I'll say blogger, anyways. Yeah. Um, Say influencer, because not every influencer is a blogger, but every blogger can be an influencer. Well, there we go. That's what I was trying to get at. Boom. So, Say influencer. Yeah, I mean, it, just but just working with the influencer, it seems like there needs to be some level of like communication ahead of time. Yeah. Right. Like, this is what I want. This is what I'm looking for out of this shoot. You okay. Know, it's, it, it's because I feel like in that dynamic, the photographer is working for you. Yeah. Right. Right. No, it's it's that's exactly how it is. That's kind of how I try to approach it. Like, because I'm I'm pretty. Not as much. Yeah, you see it from both sides. Yeah, I see. You, you do the influencer and the photographer exactly. side. So if I work with a photographer, I'm usually very upfront. Like, okay, this is a campaign. I'm working with this company. Mm -hmm. I need these kinds of shots. I need to feature a couple different angles. I need to feature full body, half body, all this other stuff. Yeah. Um, Create the setting, all that stuff. And then if I'm working with an influencer as a photographer, I will clearly ask them, like, are you featuring anything? Is there something specific that you need to show? Is there, do you have a setting in mind? Do you have a time of day in mind? What color is the outfit? Let me see what you're going to wear. Like, I will get super analytical about it just to make sure that everything is as it needs to be for that shoot. Because I don't, I don't want to go out and shoot a white shirt and white pants at 12 o'clock noon. Mm. Because I know that that picture is not going to look good. Yeah. I would rather shoot it at a better time for that outfit or something or in a setting that isn't a bunch of, you know, white brick buildings or something like that. God, it, it, that's got to hurt your brain to think about it from both sides now. <laughs> it's just, it's two completely different parts of it, though. Because, like, they do have this middle ground, like, the, the middle part of the Venn diagram that, that intersects, but if I'm in one frame of mind, I'm going to be in that frame of mind. Mm -hmm. If I'm there as an influencer, I know kind of what I want to see on my feed, and... I'm a photographer, so I can I can instruct and you you do the same thing. So, you know everything. So give about me that, give so. me the dream photographer collab. 
like like how how should it go like it, from from the perspective of someone slides in your DMs. Okay, the dream dream photography collab honestly would be so not speaking about money, none of that stuff. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Just pure pure collab. Yeah, pure collaboration. Both collab, bro. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, dude. Let's collab hard. <laughs> so we agree on a location, outfit, everything is set up. Literally, they come, they know how to use a camera. I tell them, this is the kind of shot, this is the, these are the kind of shots I want. Mm -hmm. They comprehend it because they've shot them before because I've actually saw their feed and saw photos that I want from their feed. Hence why they're even there in the first place because you saw, okay. Exactly, which is, you know, it's, it's basically scouting. So, so they should baseline have some photos that they want, you know, that, that you, I would, that I would want, okay. yeah. Okay. Well, that's your point, like having a portfolio the reason for doing that is so that you attract people that want the same shit. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Right. So me saying, okay, I want these kind of angles, you know, half body, full body. I want this in the background. Just as me directing it, them getting it on the first try, basically. And I, I know a few photographers Save that- time. Exactly. It's all about saving time because I've gone through some shoots where I'm exhausted at the end of it. I'm yeah. like, and it actually feels like work. That, that I, Those are like new, sh new photography shoots that like new yeah. photographers, when you are exhausted and it takes like three hours to do a shoot yeah. and you're just like, fuck, that was so much. Like that's how you- Especially like when you're feeling yourself already and you have the pose and you're, you're energized, you just drank your cold brew. Yeah, You're, you're yep. feeling it, you're yep. feeling it. Three years, three hours on the road, you're just like, fuck this, I don't even care anymore. Yeah. And then the content's destroyed. And yeah. sometimes it doesn't even take a full three hours. Like we were, when we were shooting at Sweetgreen, something about that day. 10 minutes, 10 neither, minutes. Yeah, it was 10 minutes. Yeah, the, the quicker the better, yeah. because like, I think baseline is like, you're a, like, the photographer needs to know how to work their camera settings. Yeah. You know, they should probably shoot in manual. You should definitely be shooting definitely in manual. definitely shoot in manual. Um, not shooting in manual. <laughs> uh, but, but it's like, they can, they know their settings, they can take, your like sort of creative direction instruction and perhaps yeah. like it seems like the phot photographer should ask these questions because not all bloggers communicate this and I know that from experience. Yeah. yeah. You know, I had to kind of start assuming these things and start asking them myself, which is like I'm trying to give the primer for them right here, you know. Exactly. And honestly, like as a see like if you want to call me a seasoned um influencer or whatever. I mean you are though. You are. Yeah. Um you realistically shouldn't be shooting with new guys in the first place. Kind of, the further you get into it. Yeah, like you should already have a, a, exactly a roster of photographers you work with, mm -hmm. and the bigger you get, you should be working with bigger photographers, and it's kind of just pushing each other a little bit more up the ladder. Yeah, always like upgrading the level of your quality of work. Exactly. Quality of work, and on top of that, if I have a photographer that has 10K followers, and I have 10K that's followers. That's beneficial for you, yeah. yeah that's, 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 a, that's a very valid conversation right there. Exactly. It's two completely different followings of the same size that can just mesh off of each other. Well, yeah, because it's like it's like if you have like 10k, right, and the photographer with like 200 followers is up, you're like, oh man, you're gonna get so much off of me from this, or it's like, exactly, and, and then you might ask me for payment. It's like that's when you really same feel time, like you should be charging them. At the same time, if it's a collab and the other the photographer has almost as many followers, or if not more than you, you're like, oh, this is totally worth it. They, yeah. they probably have good content, and we're exactly. both gonna benefit off of like the yeah. social exactly collab. because they understand business, yeah. mm -hmm. especially because of that. If you again, I've I've dealt with both sides. And I'll tell you one thing, <clears throat> I'd much rather go through a 10 minute photo shoot than a three hour photo shoot with one outfit. I think, oh, oh my God, that like hurt my soul. Yeah, I've, I've done that before yeah. I, yeah. I first started. The, the two hour, three hour photo shoot with one outfit and you're like, I can only use one of these photos for from this three hours of work. Exactly. And that's what starts feeling like working. You're just like, I'm exhausted. So how about, you know, it's, so it seems like you know how they know, they should know how to approach it, you know, yeah. maybe have 
something portfolio. The clout level is important. It's not everything, but at least a portfolio probably can trump it, you know? Definitely, most definitely. Uh, you know, have the communication like day of the shoot or, you know, day of the shoot, you know, as far as what, what you guys are covering because there's usually a reason why you're shooting. You're not just shooting unless you yeah. just need content, right? Yeah. And then what about after that? So you shot the photos, like what do you expect from a photographer after that? Are you kind of hoping that they deliver it a certain way? Like what do you love, like the best sort In of thing? In his instance, like he said, he likes to edit his own shit. Because so, he has that really specific editing style that he goes for. I've had to communicate with, with this happened with me with two photographers. The reason why I know this exact number is because it was a pain in the ass to get these photos. <sighs> so the first time he sent me edited once. And I'm uh, like, I don't, I'm like, I'm like, love the edits, awesome, cool, I'm not gonna use them. It's not your aesthetic. Yeah, yeah. you can use them for your, for your page. Can I have the Ross? Send me the JPEGs. So many photographers are weird about that though. Yeah, it, this is where it comes yeah. down to where like, it communicate with me that you, that you as an artist wants, you know, wanna do the whole thing. If you wanna do the whole thing, do the whole thing and I won't fight you with that. I will use that photo because I respect your photo. And a lot of that, that same like kind of scouting goes the opposite direction too. Because a lot of the influencers are obviously looking at these, you know, par for the course level photographers that are, you know, they, they get the framing right, they get the lighting right, and they like their editing style. But a lot of the time if if you like you have a very, very obvious, consistent style. Yeah. So if some random photographer is approaching you and DMing you specifically, they had to go to your page to DM you. Exactly. They see this super consistent editing style and then they want to deliver you just something you know, super saturated and bright and colorful. Mm -hmm. That's kind of a fault on them too because they know they should know who they're shooting. That seems like a very like, very much an experience sort of thing. You know, Definitely I, I, I feel like when you kind of get into it, like maybe for like your first collab, like you probably mess up, but I yeah. feel like as like a photographer, sometimes it's like, be nice about telling us we're wrong. You know, yeah. like, like, yeah. Be, like let us down softly and be like, look, you know, this is kind of what I was looking for, you know. But I, I, I would kind of rather that heart, not not being a straight up asshole about it. Well, I would rather that harsh, asshole. like, hey, this is not what I post. Yeah. This is this is the style that I go for. No, yeah, everyone should, like, everyone should definitely be nice. I, I think, mean, <laughs> I personally think baseline like photographers should know working with photographers is that you shouldn't edit the photos because each blogger has their own aesthetic. Yeah. yeah. And while while you probably could edit that photo to look like their aesthetic you're gonna waste your time doing it because they're probably gonna throw a filter over it or ask you for the raws to begin with. So, exactly. so but sometimes it works out though, because I actually shot, uh, I shot, I did a shoot um, a couple of months ago mm -hmm. and I specifically did two different editing styles because the way I shot the photos worked for both editing styles. So I did uh, one that was super like golden hour looking and really, not oversaturated, but saturated enough that it actually really worked for the style. And I also did, I exported all those and then I went back to square one and then re-edited them all yeah. for, her aesthetic. You're and way too kind. You got way too much time in your hands. Holy shit. Well, I, also, I, I don't believe in sleep. Uh, so. yeah. Catch up. That's <laughs> like me during fashion week. Yeah. But, so it seems like you want the photographer to like quick turnaround. Oh, definitely. Like turnaround. you want like the unfiltered, the unedited JPEGs. Do you, do you want them to kind of go with no, them? Unedited, unedited raws. Raw. Unedited, oh, you actually want the raws. Raw I, I can't, I can't do it. They, when they send me a JPEG, I'm just like, try again. I'm not an idiot. <laughs> Like, oh really? See, yeah. In a weird way. No, no because that's yeah, them yeah, using that dot. file. <laughs> that's them being lazy. That's but, why. But do you? But you don't even need that. Though. Like you don't really need a CR2 file. If you're I, trying I to need a raw because. What are you editing in? Lightroom. Yeah. On your phone. 
on my computer or on my phone. Okay. And yeah. I have the I, I have the I guess I have the, I have the full version on my phone as well. Too. That was me pressing as a photographer who's like, "Why do you want those raws?" No, I get it. I get it. <laughs> I know some people who want the raws and they edit in Visco and I'm just like, "Oh my god. It's going to it's going to you know, the the photos well, be destroyed anyways." I was assuming .jpeg because uh, when you transfer it over to you, it's just a smaller file size as, as opposed to transferring. Uh, I've got no you lose, shame. You lose, you lose a lot of, you lose so much uh, data when yeah. I get that JPEG. Yeah. And the reason being is because like, I don't know. Not because, you know, it'll pop up and it'll say raw, but sometimes I'll give, the be you know, get, give them the benefit of doubt and I'll edit the JPEG and I'm like, okay, give me the raws now. And I'll edit the same picture, same way, you know, I'll just, you know, copy and paste what I just did. And I actually get the clouds in there. I actually pull some of my, you know. Yeah, you have a lot more control over a raw file. Like the, yeah. the depth is insane. That's why the file is like oh, yeah. four times yeah. as much, you know, on your. On it's your asking phone. for a lot. That's I know it is because it takes though. so much more time to download a raw file. Yeah. So much more uh, data. So, and so do you like the photographer to send you the full set or just send you like the shots that they thought were good? Full set. Really? It's difficult. I know. But that's why I like working with seasoned photographers. We're quick because that, the full set's only like 50 photos probably. Exactly. If. If. Yeah. I don't want to deal with, if there's 100 photos in there, like granted, like, remember, I'm going through the stress as well too, trying to find the perfect photo. Mm -hmm. So it's, it's the same thing. It's the same headache. So a after a while, as an influencer, you realize what you want and what you don't want out of a photographer. Mm. You know? And that's why you get to a point where like, you don't work with new photographers. You know? That makes sense. Yeah. That makes sense. Like I have a bunch of photos from like when I go to like the street meets and all that stuff, and I'm like, thank you so much for taking my photo. I love them. I have them in my folder, and I cherish them because you thought you saw something in me. You took a photo of me. Are, are you? Does it rub you a wrong way when like you go to these photography meetups or these street meets? You know, which is a great idea if you're trying to grow your network and stuff like that socially. Although I will say a lot of the photographer level is pretty low at these events. Yeah. No offense to these events. It's just what I've noticed. Um, because it's accessibility. Yeah, exactly. everyone wants that FaceTime with the models. Well, but uh, but I'm gonna ask yeah. is like, okay. are you upset when the if the photographer starts posting those photos of you? Does that bother you? Doesn't bother me whatsoever. Even if they like FaceTune it to bits or like, what do you? Oh, I, I have. If you go to my tag photos, you'll see some really destroyed photos. <laughs> okay. And I and like they'll post like twenty of them in one day. Yeah. You know. Cause yeah. it's, and it's funny to me. I'm like, you know what? They're, they're really excited. You know. Oh, I, I shot someone who's like popping. You know? Yeah. Just whatever whatever the case may be. You know, as long as they don't get a bad angle, which I mean. <laughs> but even then. Which I don't know. <laughs> it's the dark side of the moon over here. <laughs> it's their IP. Yeah. You take a picture of a piece of fruit and it looks like shit. It looks like shit. If you take a picture of a person and it looks like shit, yeah. but you like it. But I, don't, I personally don't get upset because. You don't have to share it. As the yeah, subject. you're not going to promo it, right? Yeah. No, but I mean. They took the picture. It's their, it's their IP. Well, I'll tell you, you did put yourself there. Yeah. I'll tell you this much. Instagram has an option where you can untag yourself in the photo. I've used oh, that so much. Yeah. So <laughs> if, if someone's really butthurt about it, just untag yourself. Oof. Me, I enjoy it. You know, I, I like. I'm not, I'm not some person who's just like, oh yeah, this is trash. I'm not going to have it on my tag photos. No, it's someone who took a photo of me and they were happy to meet me and I enjoyed their, you know, that, us talking, so I'm gonna keep it on there. Yeah, I, I kind of feel like regardless of like photography skill, editing, or whatever it is, like baseline, it it benefits you to just be like, hey, thank you so much, man. Like whether you post or not, it's like, 
you don't have to talk about that, but hey, thank you so much for the love, I appreciate it. You because know, even commenting year, on the photo and Exactly. And a year down the line, when they've improved and they've shot 30 other influencers and actually kind of honed that skill, you might yeah. be the first person they ever shot. Yeah. But once they get good at it, what if they're, what if they're better than the people you're using now? Yeah. You don't want to burn that bridge. You don't want to say, hey, take that photo down. It's a story of shitty. Bruce Allen, Jesus. <laughs> <laughs> I, enjoy, I enjoy the conversation of, of and that's why I like going to street meets stuff because I enjoy talking about cameras. I like what you know, people bring. And there's some new photographers that are just like, yeah, I just got the AR7. I mean, I mean, like the, the A7R3. I'm just yeah. like, dude, what? Yeah, you're like, hmm? Like me, I started with a, a D5300 crop sensor on auto, kit lens. You know, I, every, that's how a lot of people start. <clears throat> Sorry. start somewhere. You exactly. Know, most people shouldn't buy a full frame camera for their first, oh, yeah. for their first Canon T4i. But that's, first that's, the, the, that's the funny yeah, part about it. Because you work with the camera so much and it gets to the point where you're just like, I have mastered this camera. It's time to go to next level. And that's such an exciting time though. Because, I like, enjoy I, it. I literally, like, a little over a year ago, switched from that T4i and the kit lens I went from that $500 kit that I bought on used on Craigslist, and I, I spent you know two grand plus on a used 5D Mark II and you know, L L glass from Canon, and I was just over the moon, so happy. I was taking random pictures of plants, like it's full frame. Yeah, I do. Even that. this plant looks sexy. Like, exactly. <laughs> you get excited. Like I, I went to a D600 with a you know I got I bought a 50 mil 1.8. Like that was it was a whole ordeal, and it was like, my first full frame. I stuck with Nikon. But then I started, and that's when you start realizing like what you actually like. I like the colors from Canon more, and I started, you know, started wanting to. Canon, Canon, Canon gang, kidding me? All the way, Canon gang. All the way. N all Nikon, the way. All, just, all they got is like a D850, which is like a pretty good camera. I'm not gonna lie. It's great, but. But you know, I mean, like just using those things feels like you're playing on like a weird, like outdated, like phone. Game Boy. Yeah, it's I weird. It feels like you're on a computer. <laughs> like it doesn't feel like it bless you. Here's the thing, though. Okay. Um. I come from, the reason why I like all this stuff, <clears throat> I love, I come from a background from, with tinkering with things. Really? Yeah, I mean, working on cars, working on whatever it could, what so, could be. So, bef even before you were a blogger, like, you were, like, a mechanic or tinkering? Like, Not a mechanic, I just, I was, uh, I was a car enthusiast. Oh, okay, okay. Yeah, working on, like, working on, like, like, that's why I bought a 1987 BMW E30 Vert. Like, that was, like, my, sorry, I just, it's like, it's like, it's like a, a non-camera guy talking to a camera guy and saying yeah. like, I'm yeah, I, you know, I, I buy, you know, X, you know, whatever. Well, it's lens. cool because I'm just like, I'm just like, I have no idea what that is. <laughs> it's a BMW and it's a, I'm sure it's very sexy. <laughs> it's a rad photo car. When it works. Yeah. And it's rear wheel drive, you know, with the right engine, it'll go sideways with the LSD. Ooh. Anyways, so <laughs> I can go for hours on that. That's, and I, I never let go, I never let go of that with me, but that's kind of where went into the realm with me of cameras and watches and just menswear in general and, and actually appreciating the quality of things, mm -hmm. you know? Granted, some people there are, you know, people who just don't care, they wanna buy a camera and call it a day, get the kit lens, and that's it. And there's some people who actually appreciate the, the minor details, you know, those small things, and I'm gonna quote, I'm not gonna actually quote, but Casey Neistat said one thing that actually, when I was first buying my first camera, that stuck with me, and it was, Buying your first camera to your next camera is like this much of a gap of quality and price. And then going, you know, more and more and then buying, you know, your final, going from like a D, you know, 5D Mark III to like a, like a, you know, a 1DX. It's like this much of a gap in price, but like this much Dude, that's completely true. Yeah. yeah that's, that's completely But true. that's the thing. It takes an enthusiast 
and someone who really cares about the craft to want to make that jump in price for that little jump in, in quality. Which is interesting because I think the general public doesn't even understand that leap. I mean, like, a, an entry-level full-frame camera versus, like, a, a Hasselblad. I was just thinking of yeah, what that is. Like, like, and like, yeah, medium formats. Exactly. <laughs> Most like, people won't notice that. Yeah. Or like going into a red for like like video cameras and stuff like that. Like, oh God, I'm sorry, Jesus. <laughs> yeah, it's just insane. We like, can have our own separate podcast. Yeah, that, that's just, just like insane. Lusting after like, shit we can't afford. Yeah, gear <laughs> shit. Oh, I would go on like hashtag Hasselblad all the time on Instagram and like, because yeah. you know like how Instagram like obviously you know like it deteriorates the quality of the photo. If you go on Hasselblad like hashtag it's just like it's just like butter. Everything looks like butter. Mm-hmm. Hundred mega, megapixel sensor. That's at the fifteen thousand dollar one. Dude, yeah. speaking of Instagram, so. What's, do you have like an Instagram strategy as far as like how you grow? Like, do you actually have like little mo- tactics you do like on a daily basis? There are certain times where I post. Do you do follow on follow? Like you pay for followers? Like, I don't, I wish I did the whole, like back in the day when you were able to do the follow on follow, um, follow, pay for like these, these companies to like the, find you followers and shit like that. Like I, I wish I was like into that stuff like back in the day where like it was clean and cool but it was like way more authentic yeah exactly you know then because i mean i'll tell you what a lot of these 70k 80k you know a thousand follower people they did that back in the day you know and that's kind of where they grew and that's why like in the pods pods all like, that stuff do those exist anymore okay so i have a gripe and and appreciation appreciation for pods okay can you explain a pod real quick okay so a pod is basically a collective of people in the same genre uh, in a group chat. Mm-hmm. And in the group chat, there's rules. So basically, like, once you post a picture, you would throw your photo in there, and then based on whatever the algorithm is for the month, you know, you would, the people in that group chat would do that to your photo, whether it's like, Obey comment, the algorithm and show it love. Yeah, and it's basically like, it's basically like fighting the algorithm, and because once, once you fight the algorithm, it'll be more broadcasted mm. to all your followers. Yeah. But people were doing the pods to get on the explore page initially, right? That was like the whole thing was to kind of make the photo more popping. I think I think initially, yeah, that's that's what it was to get on the explore page because the more the more views it got, the more re- reason to get on the explore page. So, so that's what a pod is. It's like a small community of similar just building awareness. And so those still exist. Yeah, yeah, okay. they, they still exist. Whether it's on a, on a third party app or whether it's on a you know on a you know text message whatever it is. Oh, because I thought that Instagram tried to like handle those. Like I could have swear there was like a, an update probably. or like an algorithm change that was like if you are in a pod you're done. It's like probably there, not, even now I have certain hashtags within the past two weeks. Some of the pods that I've been a part of, the biggest people in those pods have abandoned ship with no explanation. Just say hey, I can't do this anymore. Bye guys. Really? Yeah. Literally, within wow. like I, I just got two of those last night from one of the pods that I'm in, and I'm Whoa. kind of on the same page. Could be, because could be fear. Time. Could be fear. The fear of the algorithm. Don't get don't get ghosted or what's like, that, like get over it. Yeah, what is I forget what it's. Don't get ghosted. Term. I mean, get over it. Again, if your followers like if you broadcast it enough, your followers will see it. Yeah. You know what I mean. But yeah, I just wanted you to talk about the pod. So as far as like your growth strategies and stuff like yeah. My, yeah. So my strat like my strategy like I mean there's there's no secret. I don't have like a freaking secret button on my phone that I press and it just gets broadcasted everywhere and someone likes it. You know, I have a freaking monkey working for me. You're doing it just like everyone else, except you put way more effort into it. I mean, I I would say I probably don't put enough effort into it. Honestly, okay. I mean, I, I could I could be blowing up my stories, I could be blowing up my Insta, on my on my on my Facebook, wherever possible way it can be. I could be posting, hey guys, new photo, 
every 10 minutes on my stories until somebody freaking smashes that like button. Yeah, with a GIF. Yeah. Exactly. A funny freaking GIF yeah. of somebody dancing. New photo, and then like you cross out the face. Like, oh, now I gotta go see it. Can I tell you? Because I don't know what that follow Actually, like. I'm gonna go off topic a little bit. You know yeah, what thing I love the most? Right. So in your stories, you could actually now put music. Oh, yeah. So yeah. I was one of the people who like, I would showcase a song, I would press the record button on my iPhone for that 15 seconds and post that on my stories mm -hmm. and like mood of the day, whatever of the day. And people were just like, oh dude, how'd you do that? So loud. Whoa. Oh, like a screen record? Yeah, I'm like, yeah, it's just fucking screen record. People don't know it's that you have to actually like unlock it in your phone, which is funny. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's it's so funny, but... Perks of being techie is that like as soon hey. as an iOS update comes out, you go into the settings, just what's new, what's new, what's new, what's new. Yeah, and I, I thought that was the best thing ever. Now, Apple doesn't allow you to do that. Wait, wait, what? Yeah. What so iMusic, so if you go on your music app now and try to screen record, it'll, the song will still play, but you won't hear anything. Whoa, are you serious? Yeah, they got us, dog. They, oh, they figured it out. Because I do it, I do it from SoundCloud and it, I, SoundCloud works. Oh, okay, yeah. yeah. SoundCloud, SoundCloud works. Wild West. I don't think Spotify works anymore. But so know, Apple I'm, Music, SoundCloud, podcast, none of that stuff works? No, SoundCloud works now. SoundCloud but, still works. But just like those major ones that you yeah. have to pay subscriptions. Apple Music, I think, I don't know if Spotify doesn't work, but I know 100% so they, Apple they Music know, does not work. They know if you're screen recording. They know. They know what's good. Dude. I mean, they created it. And that's huge copyright. Whatever. But I go into YouTube, you know, I'll freaking... Yeah. I you, mean, you see me do my cover, my cover, um, like music over like certain videos. Yeah, you can make it work. You can still make it work. You can still make it work. But the fact that they did this, unfortunately with the music um, option in Instagram, they don't have all the songs. They don't have like probably like a select few. Yeah, I noticed that too. That's which why I don't use it because I, I, I listen to like a lot of like obscure like SoundCloud rappers, or underground dance music and stuff like that. Little and it's not on that playlist. Little Scoop? <laughs> yeah, Little Scoop. Actually, Little Skies. You know, I love his. Little Skies, dog. He's the GOAT. He's the GOAT, for sure. I'm going to check yeah. him out. But um, but yeah, dude, so like that's, but I think that's, I think as an update comes with Instagram, they're going to add more music. Because I remember, I was looking for this uh, specific title fight song called Your um Your Pain Is My Heart. Wow, hardcore, okay. Mm -hmm. Oh no, this is like super chill. You know what I mean? It's not not playing anything crazy. Anyways, so yeah, bullshit. You title fight's hardcore, man. What you mean? No, title fight's super chill, bro. Okay. okay. Yeah, 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 yeah. Go yeah, check yeah. title fight. Okay. <laughs> Check them out, bro. Yeah. I know. I. But it's funny though because I'll play like death metal <laughs> on my Instagram at all times, and I just like to see my followers go. <laughs> Hey, you gotta, you gotta stay true to brand, right? I actually had I actually had one girl say like, are you, "Dude, are you okay?" I'm like, "What do you mean?" Some mommy are you entering your face now? Are no, I, <laughs> I play like knock loose, and like there's a section where the, the guy's just like, it's it's hardcore, but there's no singing; it's just screaming, mm. and the guy's just like, "Fuck, fuck, fuck." <laughs> I mean, a rap song really isn't much different. Exactly, exactly. Not screaming it, and that's literally my favorite story you've ever posted. Oh really? Just that that one little bit. Yeah, it's 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 to me it's it's the music I'm listening to. I'll put that and then I'll play like cigarettes after sex. I'm just like it's like a smooth like mellow song. <laughs> Fucking dude, where <laughs> is he Michael. at? Where <laughs> is he at? The sexy sax man. <laughs> well, dude, that's sick, man. I mean, I feel, I feel like we've covered a lot of ground here. Is there any like specific thing that you that you wanted to touch on coming into this? Uh, a few things. Yeah, let's do Definitely, it. Definitely, I think we broke we we broke a lot of uh, things when it comes on Instagram and like specific things I do that just makes myself different. Like again, a lot of influencers. I know an influencer who's a dear friend of mine. He does not know how to use a camera. He owns a camera. He's like, here, take this. Do what you want to do with it. I'm just gonna post. You just happen to know. 
Pardon? You just happen to know how to do that. You're interested in that stuff, so you yeah. know. Exactly. I, I just I just care for it. Mm. I think it's super important to care though, as a creative, just to know how things work. Know what's going on. Because at the end of the day, like, if I can if I can knock out any like if I can if I can you know foolproof anything I do, I'm gonna make sure I do it. Mm -hmm. You know, if again if I'm working with a photographer, and if I'm going in blind and I see those photos, I'm gonna get pissed off if they're bad. But if I- You didn't have that combo, yeah. Yeah, no, no, not in a combo. Like if I, if I knew what I was doing, if I knew how to set a camera, if I knew what was needed, angles, all that stuff. So, so you're saying more influencers should know the camera side of the aspect. Like yes. they, should, they should be more involved with that just so they're not idiots and it's not being pulled over the head kind of thing. Exactly, exactly. And I mean, they're the ones putting out the content. Yeah, it's, the photographer yeah. gets the credit. I think it's I think it's weird when they don't care. I think it's kind of weird. It is a little weird. You're, you're, almost, leaving, yeah. you're leaving you're leaving a hundred percent of your feed's vibe in the hands of whoever you're working with. Exactly, especially when you're working with somebody new. Mm -hmm. You're going, if you're you're going with a bunch blind. of different people, especially because there are some people that are on like the, the higher end that have one photographer. They will use one person. Yeah. and everything is consistent, and that's fine. Yeah. At that level, you can kind of leave that autonomy in the photographer's hands because they're going to be consistent. But if you're shooting with ten different people in a month, all of those posts are going to have a different vibe because if you're not taking control over some of it, yeah. it's all but up to them. I think too, I think one thing should happen. Photographers should have their models on hand. Like when they're working with a campaign, on a campaign, they should have their models on hand. Same thing as a, a model, you know, whatever they may be, you should have your photographers on hand. Like your mm -hmm. select few photographers, it should be, because there's a collective of menswear guys, collective of photographers, like little clicks. No, this is DC, this is your city, like we need to all be working together at all times to build A, the city up and, because if you realize a lot of the PR firms are reaching out to you or whatever the case may be, if you see where the location is, it's New York. New York, LA. So they're, yeah, so they're, they're thinking about DC now. They're creeping, they're creeping in, we wanna keep them in here. Uh, yes, yeah. y yes, yes because, we do. Because New York is so saturated, you can move to New York and you can make money. It's easy. Everyone eats, but here, there'll be that. Only a few people eat. Yeah, there'll be like one that one designated photographer, like one designated influencer that gets all the work, you know. And that's what we're trying to spread out now to all these, you know, new really good. You're trying to spread the message of like collaborate. It's not not over competition kind of thing. Yeah. More than anything, it's growth for in the community. You're following as an influencer, and it's growth for your abilities as a photographer. Yeah, and everywhere in between, if you're a stylist, it's that. If you're someone trying to be an agent, you know, putting people with brands, it's that. Yeah. Everyone working with each other Should is how a city grows. It's not a competition. It's the best way to put it. It's not a competition. If, if it's a competition between you and another photographer, you know, got the fucking kitchen. <laughs> well, I'm just competitive, but I want everyone to do well. But I'm just a competitive guy. But I mean, I think overall what you're saying you is should. that like in, specifically in DC, but in just influencer and blogger culture in general, it shouldn't be competition. It should be like a friendly thing, trying to help everyone out. Don't be a pushover, but don't be a dick. Yeah, exactly. That's Here's the thing, you know for a fact, like you know your work, you know your worth on top of that too. You see all these other photographers, like they can't, they can't dish out what you could dish out. Big facts. Huge facts. So. Big got... facts. That's all I'm saying. But here's the thing. They, because they can't dish out what you could dish out and they don't have your personality, they don't have anything like you, 
there's they're not going to get the same clients not going to get the same things as you so realistically it's it's not a competition for that you know for that being said because at the end of the day no one can mimic you as long as you're being you and you're not being the suit and tie cutout that exactly wants to see or let me tell you this this. life is one big cliche it's life is corny as hell all those like army of one like it's it's not me it's you like they can all that stuff it's it's real life even you saying it just hurts my soul oh dude i'm like I'm hurting right I'm, now. I'm, I'm cringing I'm hurting. hard right now. I'm, hurt, I'm hurt. <laughs> Super hard. Oh, work together, guys. <laughs> you like you remember those posters of just like like a picture of like a Bambi or whatever? Yeah. And it'd be like a small like positive caption. Like I ha- I ha- I chose to be myself because everyone else was taken. Yeah. <laughs> yeah but, but what you're saying that's is actually true. from a comedian. That's actually from Chris D'Elia who brought that out to me. <laughs> but what you're saying is true, and it's like sometimes it needs to be repeated for people, especially like when you're so caught up in growing the gram and growing your your influence and growing everything. It's like sometimes somebody's like, "Yo, guys, we're all in this together." Exactly. You know, <laughs> if you piss off Nike, you're probably gonna ruin it for the rest of DC. It is it's definitely like that. No, that's 100. percent Reason why I know it because I've dealt with a client. Who I'm still dealing with, but they're a pain in the ass to work with. And that client, because I'm in the same collective as you know some people who shouldn't be in the collective and shouldn't be in that tier, they would get they would get the uh, the work as well too when they don't deserve the work when their quality is not good enough for the work. Oh. And when the PR firm sees their work, they're just like, whoa, I'm probably gonna back off because if this like if this person from the top recommended me this person, I took his word. And now they're giving me trash. Like I lost, I lost out of money. I lost out of product. So they're just gonna move to next someone market. Else. Yeah, or exactly. Old, old next market. Oh, DC bloggers don't have their shit together yet. Let's just go back to New York. They got yeah, it together. They got it. Yeah. So that's why we. It's all about quality control. And that's that's a big goal too. for the fall for just this local collective. Is nice. really trying to hone in on exactly what the hell we're doing. What what collective are you talking about specifically? The DC bloggers, influencers. Okay, cool. Yeah. Everything. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, it's yeah. The, the just, co- just the community in general. The yeah, whole everything. Everything yeah. going on in DC. Mm-hmm. That's yeah. That the creatives in general. For sure. For sure. So, so closing thoughts. Um, what's what's next for you? And then we'll go to you. Like, what's what's coming up for you? Anything people should know about? Where can they follow you and stuff like that? You can definitely follow me on Instagram at Roman Andy USA. My name is R O M I N. Don't screw it up. Roman, that Roman. Yeah, I'm going in. Anyways, terrible joke. Terrible freaking joke. That's where you can find me. My uh, my website is actually on my Instagram as well too. It's www.romanandusa.com. That's my blog. And on top of that, so what's com- what's coming next for me is so I feel like to my like my understanding that like I'm I'm pretty good with photography. I enjoy it. I love it. And I'm 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 getting my edit styles nonstop. And on top of that, still building more clients. Like the conversation we had in the beginning of this was just building more con- you know, consecutive clients mm-hmm. and consistent. So I can you know, do this 100% full-time comfortably. Yeah. Yeah. You know, at a point right now, if I live, you know, if I eat at McDonald's and stuff like that, granted, I could do it. But I don't eat at McDonald's. I eat at Sweetgreen. I eat, you know, I try to eat as healthy as possible. I try to be, you know, I go to the gym. I have, I travel a lot. There's, you know, some things I can't sacrifice. But for me right now, I want to learn video and I want to learn editing. Nice. I want to get into that aspect because I want to become a director. Mm. I want to start directing shoots. I want to start helping influencers. Can you kind of slightly do that? I do that right now for myself. Mm-hmm. And when I'm with other influencers or photographers, I do that for them as well too because that's, that's actually what I it enjoy. It sounds like an agent sort of thing. 
an agent would be organizing clients with talent. Okay, okay, I got that. Mm, like specifically directing on site. Yeah. Oh, like, you want to be the guy that's gonna look like this? Let's try it like this. Okay. okay. Yeah, I want to be the person directing next, big shoots, yeah. stuff like that. You know, because, nice. and then and then that actually being the whole campaign for, for whatever the client may, may want. Mm. That's that's what I'm excited for, and making short videos. So just real quick, so I can understand. So like, if Nike was like, "Yo, we're gonna reach out to Roman," you know, because of your your social following, stuff like that. Yeah. You know, instead of you taking all the money and doing everything, setting it up, you want to link it with the community or with a team, with a team. Ah, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. And that's what I'm trying to build. Like, I have my photographers, I have my videographers, I have lighting people. I want to make it into a bigger production. Oh, so you want to be able to give them more than just photos for the gram. You want to be able to give them like marketing, like PR. like, like yeah, marketing you PR, full on yeah. commercial if it's possible. That's like, scary. Exactly. That's scary because I hope not everyone does that because that's reaching into my pockets too. <laughs> so, but so, that's the point of it being a collective and a community because you can be a part of it. So, so what's next? What's next for you, Anthony? Like I said, I am very new to this whole scene, this aspect of it. I've been doing photography for four or five years at this point, but. It's really only been half a year that I've been a part of any of... I didn't know that there was a menswear scene. I didn't know that there was a blogger scene around here just because I was ignorant to it. Yeah. So it's just constant growth. Nice. I want to grow my abilities on the style end. I want to be influenced by the influencers that I'm surrounded by. I want to hone my photography skills, and I want to figure out exactly what works for me, my style, what I'm good at, and obviously it's expensive to live here, so what makes me money. Um, I assume a lot of your viewers are in this area. No, not at all. Really? Interesting. The, for, for YouTube, uh, it's really weird. It's way different than Instagram. And for Instagram, my strategy is I'm trying to get my locals to fuck with me yeah, right. more than I care about anyone in LA. But YouTube is the world, man. It's okay. way different. Dude, there's probably someone in India right now watching. Like, shout out. Tight. Yeah, shout out India. <laughs> Y'all been showing yeah. that love recently. Yeah. But, oh, and, uh, let's, go, let's go to Bali. Let's do the next podcast in Bali. That sounds, that sounds great. Actually, yeah. <laughs> maybe we could get Rome to arrange a free flight for us. Yeah. Get this all expenses paid. Sponsored by Delta. It will make content. But, uh, so, so, so where can they follow you? Plug it up. My username, I, like I said, I recently split my influencer self from my photography Where, where do you want them to go? If I can bother you to do both. Oh my God. This guy's Instagram getting double is, plugs. Dude, Anthony, like... <laughs> Anthony Bolognese um, is the one I'm most active on. Capitol Hill Photo is the one that I'm less active on just because I've been doing more of the influencer stuff than cool. the photography stuff lately. Cool. So, All right. both of those. And then my website, anthonyboloniesdesign.com. Sweet. Well, thank you guys for coming on the podcast. Thank you for having us, it was, honestly. It was super fun. This is yeah. actually the first time I've gotten to live stream it, too. So, y'all are, awesome. are taking that e-card. Down to be the guinea pig for that, man. Flowers for Arjunan. Shout yeah. out. So, guys, <laughs> thanks for watching. I'm going to end the live stream here. Uh, this will be a video um, on, on its own, and it'll also you can listen to it on the podcast at That's the Angle. And in fashion, like I need to start saying when I wrap up this podcast, That's the Angle. That's the Angle. That is the Angle.